Hey, Peter Howard here on the Dynasty Crossroads Show. Don't let them know. Keep it quiet. But I've infiltrated the nerd base. Come check out the show. I'll tell you how to beat them. Thanks. Yeah. Chicken, chicken or crow, crow. Chicken or crow. Crossing hey, Peter Howard here from the Dynasty Crossroads Show. Do you find yourself thinking about nerds? Do you want to beat nerds all the time? Do you sometimes? I know. Whatever Dynasty Outhouse would say. Listen to the Dynasty Crossroads. I hope you beat the nerds. Let's go. Yeah. Chicken or crow, chicken or crow, crossing the... From DynastyLeagueFootball.com and a DLF family of podcasts... That's Mildcat to Wildcat, Brian Hart. Hey guys, I really like elk meat. It tastes unbelievable. I also like meatloaf. Elk meat meatloaf. So I think we're getting a Mildcat tonight. We'll see though. We'll see. That's stuff we all get. Shane Swag Swagger. Stop updating your trade bait and send some offers. Stacks on the block, by the way. As is Nick Chubb. And that's General William S.D. McCarthy, commander of the Superflex Army. I just spent $35 on two bags of popcorn for a fundraiser. Man, everybody feels that one, I think. <laughs> and I they're like eight ounces each. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With like less flavor than just the ones that you get just in the little packets from the store and it's me it's me it's that old sfd and dedicated to mr jtb and loving memory this is the super flex super show we needed some extra energy because damn it's good to be back back on the super show back in super flex city back with my boys the mild cat or the wild cat. We'll see which one we're getting today. Back with swag. Back with super duper Bill. And it has just been way too long, boys. It is it is awesome to be back here with you guys on the Super Flex Super Show. Uh absolutely. I thought I thought Har was gonna carry this one though. He got the energy for us this evening. Always. I don't know, John. I mean, John. I mean, John just holy smokes! Like, <laughs> oh, I was like back in my chair. Holy smokes! Oh, I'm yeah, feeling I, it tonight, I, man. I always get yeah, chills love when it. John brings it in. I won't even <laughs> lie. Like, man, I get a complex bringing John in if he's on like super flexible or another one, just because I'm like, why am I even trying to like do John? Because you can't freaking do john you just got to do yourself and bring the show in but yeah i always i'm like oh john's here (laughs) yeah just how are you supposed to bring john in (laughs) just just let me run through the wall on my own and (laughs) (laughs) like the kool-aid man (laughs) (laughs) hey kool-aid oh yeah (laughs) you you don't even know though as a listener until like john brings you in like john consider just i don't know john just freaking brings you in like you kind of really get chills on your arms a little bit here so always a pleasure nice this and and tonight i even had to stand up like i couldn't even sit down yeah i i needed all that energy from my toes all the way up through my spiky hair to get through this one because like i said i am freaking pumped to be back on the super show with you guys back to talking about fantasy football 
And, uh, you know, we always talk about in Superflex the fact that, you know, a lot of people get it wrong with Superflex. You know, they think it's a quarterback game and it's not. Superflex is still the same game, but quarterbacks influence the entire pool, the entire universe of fantasy relevant players. That's the part that people miss way too often. And that's why on, you know, both the Superflex Super Show and on Superflexible and of course on Superflexperts, you know, you you get a lot of talk that revolves around I mean you still talk about running backs wide receivers and tight ends it's not always right just the quarterbacks because this is not a quarterback game <laughs> it's not really even a quarterback driven game it's just that all of a sudden these quarterbacks have actual freaking value and that's a good good thing so a lot of times you know our focus is not on the quarterback position tonight though uh in our in our first episode back, we need to talk quarterbacks. <laughs> I think this Da-da-da. is kind of, I think this is kind of important, and I think that that this that this is uh, I think there are a lot of people feeling this right now. So first of all, if you went quarterback extreme in your startups this off season, you're feeling good. I think that you're probably you're probably feeling good, but if you didn't, or, you know, in some rare cases, if you had Dak Prescott as your quarterback one, for instance, you might be feeling the pinch a little bit here. So we want to talk about these quarterbacks. And we're going to look back to August. In uh, When we were doing startups, we're going to look at some DynastyLeagueFootball.com Superflex ADP from August. Even though we've got some brand new from October, but we're going to talk about uh, ADP from August when we were doing startups and go back and look at those quarterbacks in the way that we were drafting them and see how confident we are now with those quarterbacks. See how let's we'll check in and see how we're feeling about these quarterbacks now that we're a little over a month into this season and, you know, kind of talk about, uh, you know, maybe, maybe even some, maybe even a, a little bit of a blueprint going forward of how to fix this. If you're not feeling great about it. Mm-hmm. So let's jump into this. Uh, and we're just going to go down. I, I I'm going to tier these players for you guys. And, we can talk about like just get a grade from you guys, you know, as far as your confidence level with each one of these quarterbacks. I think that this top tier for the most part is going to feel good. I think you're still doing good with these guys. Quarterback one was Patrick Mahomes. He went 101. Lamar Jackson is quarterback two. Dak Prescott, quarterback three. Kyler Murray, quarterback four. And Deshaun Watson, quarterback five. All of those guys had first-round ADPs back in August. So you were drafting those guys. You were going, probably going quarterback extreme, drafting those guys to be the anchor of your Superflex dynasty. And now, six weeks into the season, how are you feeling? Any of those guys 
or sending up any red flags for any of you guys right now? I think Lamar Jackson's the easy one. Really? Like, definitely. Like, for, I mean, you, you mentioned all these guys were first-round values, and we tiered this, but, I mean, he was not, I mean, he was 101 in some cases. I mean, he was anywhere, he went anywhere from 101 to 104 in probably everybody's startup that's here and listening if you were in a startup, and he's QB 10. That's what I'm looking at with the scoring I'm using for this, John. And, and yeah, I think um, I'm not concerned about him being on your team or having a job in the NFL, but for what was paid to acquire him, whether it was trade or unless you got him in your rookie draft or a startup last year. Yeah. I'm absolutely concerned about Lamar Jackson. And is, I mean, is he, is he QB two? Uh, yeah, yeah, he was QB2. Uh, but is within... he now? Like, in not in, uh, I know he's not in scoring, but I mean, is that, does anybody here view him as that? No, I don't. I kind of have a tier of six, really. So, I mean, it doesn't, I mean, it can kind of be fluid between those six. And I mean, so I, I don't really look at it that way, I guess. But, um, I mean, I'm not as, I guess, as worried as you about him. I think he was dinged up early. And I, I mean, obviously teams kind of figured out how to slow that offense down a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, it's going to, it's going to take them to react to what those teams did this time. And, and so I think just his legs alone are, is always going to give him that, that elite level. And I think by the end of the season, we're going to see him back up, you know, up there. And even if he's not, he's a guy that's going to be, He's still a dynasty wide or quarterback, you know, top six quarterback. So sure, sure. Like I, I'm just, I'm just less concerned, I guess, uh, about him. I, I think most of the top six for me were the obvious top six at the start, and I think they still are. I mean, there might be one more that jumped up in there. Yeah, I yeah. mean, for example, though, like Josh Allen's through his bye week and um, has what. 20 40 more points than him i don't have my glasses on so so i'm not as concerned as swags about lamar jackson i'm maybe not as confident as bill might be i'm probably in between somewhere the 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 thing when you look at the ravens so the one thing about it is i don't necessarily think that teams have have um been able to slow that offense per se i mean the only game that they really struggled to move the football was the game against the chiefs and of course everybody was watching right prime time we expected that to be the big game where you know kind of like last year's game or the last two years where they've met um and and jackson and mahomes have just gone back and forth you know it's just basically which offense is getting the ball last is probably going to win the game um but but they've scored at least 27 in each of their other games. But here's here's the reason I, I have some optimism with Lamar moving forward. Um, so they've played the Browns, Texans, Chiefs, of course, Redskins. Excuse me. Uh, let me rewind that. Football the Washington team. football team, um, the Bengals, and the Eagles so far. Okay? They've played junk teams. No offense to fans of those teams. I'm not trying to like make anybody upset here but I mean those are not the teams that Lamar Jackson is going to need to be at his best for Kansas City was and he and it was a dud so that adds to the question marks 
right? The only really decent team that he's played, he didn't really perform very well. And in these other games, that offense is so far out ahead in most of those games that Lamar Jackson's not doing what Lamar Jackson's capable of doing because he doesn't have to throw the ball. He can hand it off to Gus Edwards or whichever running back they decide to play instead of J.K. Dobbins this week. Um, they can, you know, and he's not running the ball because they're not going to put him at risk when they're up by three touchdowns of getting hit. So, but the Ravens schedule over the next five weeks, Steelers, Colts, Patriots, Titans, Steelers. Lamar Jackson is going to have to do Lamar Jackson things for the Ravens to win those football games. Those are all very good teams. Indy is like up and down a little bit, but I think they're I think they're better if the quarterback play doesn't destroy them than you know than they have been. So so these next five weeks I think are are going to tell us more about Lamar Jackson again as opposed to maybe these first five weeks have. I understand the concern, Swags, for sure. I mean, you bring up a lot of good points. I mean, I'm looking at it now, too, as you go through. I mean, even the wins and the points uh, in the games. and um, But I don't know. It's Lamar Jackson. Like, he's supposed to be better than this. Yeah, the ROI (laughs) certainly is not there right now. So, so, I mean, I I don't know that we've necessarily learned anything. Like it, I, this has kind of been a continuation of a trend, um, and and this is to me this is cause for concern with Lamar Jackson. I think that the that this is legitimate because what we're kind of finding out is, and we saw this last year too. But you know, if if you it, when he's playing those bad teams. And especially, like, regardless of how good or bad the team is, if you give Lamar Jackson a lead, he's awesome. But as as soon as he starts playing from behind, that's when the problems really creep up. So, yeah, I mean, the fact that he's still got some tough opponents left on this schedule, I think that that's, you know, you're probably not going to feel quite as confident in him as you did against, you know, Cincinnati and... And the, did you say they played Jacksonville? That's the that's the one. If they've got Jacksonville on the schedule, I would keep them just for that. But they play they play them uh, later in the year. They play Jacksonville oh later in the season. Fantasy playoffs that would be amazing. Yeah, I'm um, not sure what week. Yeah. So I guess 15, the question week fifteen. Yeah. Oh so my, yeah, fantasy playoffs. That is so awesome. Yeah, I think you probably hold on to him just for that. But and by so, the way, week sixteen is uh, so week fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen. So fantasy playoffs, it's Browns, Jaguars, Giants. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you you can't. <laughs> yeah. And and two of those fifteen and sixteen are at home. So, <laughs> oh man, yeah, you can't trade Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I mean, so I. I think that, you know, if if for whatever reason the rest of your team has kind of put you in a little bit of a hole here. And I, I one thing that does have to be pointed out, Lamar Jackson went into week six as the quarterback 10, moved all the way out, up to quarterback seven um, on the season so far. So a pretty good jump. Uh, Dak Prescott is still ahead of him. Like he's going to end up moving ahead of him at some point. Um. The rest of these guys might be a little tough, although Josh Allen swags has been he's been a little rough for two weeks in a row here. We'll we'll get to him. 
Oh, he had a but, couple of tough matchups, though. For sure. For sure. I but, feel like, um, obviously, Lamar has a longer leash than than Josh Allen, to say the least. Really? I mean, probably. That's how I just felt when I you said that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's... Where you said like, I mean, he played Kansas City. He played him better than Lamar did, and mm-hmm. then before that, he had Tennessee, which was a, a tough one. He still had 283 yards, mm-hmm. you know, 18 on the ground, 42 on the ground last week against Kansas City with 122 through the air. Not that much, don't get me wrong, but I mean, the week that Lamar played Kansas City, he didn't even eclipse 200 all-purpose yards. Yeah. Well, and let's be honest. I mean, they're both struggle with accuracy, right? Like, I mean, there's some, I mean, there's skying guys that are wide open. And I mean, I saw <laughs> Lamar throw one of the worst interceptions of my life just like a few weeks ago. So like he literally threw it right to a linebacker. Like there was nobody else around. It's like, oh, I, I forgot we weren't that too. colored jersey. You know, that, <laughs> that's, that's how it was. And I mean, there's been a few in the last few weeks. I mean, Josh Allen looked fantastic early on and he still looks like he's going to be a solid quarterback. I just, I'm still a little concerned because I mean, he had digs wide open and like skied him by like five yards. I mean, it was just erratic a few times. So, and I understand there was some rain. So, I mean, that could have been part of the issue, but I, I think that there's, you know, I think, I think that they're both going to struggle at times with their accuracy. And I, that's something that you have to take into account. And, you know, they're both, reasonably mobile obviously so i mean that helps them you know in a different part of the game um but i mean i'm not worried about uh josh allen at at this point i don't think but i mean but at at this point if uh if lamar was qb3 and josh allen had started off like lamar everybody would be crapping on josh allen really hard no yeah. matter what I, yeah. the schedule that's was. That's true. That I agree that's with that. definitely true. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it's as far as as the leash goes, like I guess what I'm curious is if you mean in terms of you know dynasty team owners or uh the actual like the Buffalo Bills, if they're if they would would mm-hmm. they bail on him or or are we just talking fantasy owners because i don't think either teams like nfl teams are going to bail on their quarterbacks yeah they they shouldn't no they they shouldn't shouldn't. but and this is you know i and i agree with you that people are going to feel a lot better about lamar jackson in a slump than they would about josh allen in a slump we've got criticisms about josh allen and uh, you know particularly his passing his accuracy um and those have been there for the last couple of years. And that's why I think this exercise, this episode is so important because, you know, we need to, we need to adjust some of the way we think about these guys a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's time to start talking about Josh Allen as, you know, a safe long-term super flex quarterback you know, it's it's time to start talking about him as a as a safe QB one for a while, and you know if if you're if you're not worried about Lamar Jackson, then you shouldn't be worried about Josh Allen and vice versa. Right, right. You know, like that, and that's and, and yeah, I hear you. And even to that point, like I don't th- I, like Lamar Jackson's a QB one, and he's mm-hmm. he's in the 
upper tier of that. Like, I, I do agree with that, like him still being in the upper tier, but I don't think he's, I mean, dude, I'm trying to think without having take lock here. Cause I've never been a Lamar guy. Um, I'm trying to think of the quarterbacks here. I would take in front of Lamar, but we're all taking Mahomes. Um, and then, I mean, honestly, like I'll probably take Russ. I'll probably take Watson. I'm sorry, but I'll probably take Josh Allen and maybe even Kyler Murray. Hmm. Okay. I mean, Kyler Murray right right now is the QB one overall. Yep. Um, and he's doing it the exact same way Lamar Jackson did it last year. <laughs> you know, it's it's uh, accurate passing. Um, he's got that deep ball working right now, and above all else, it's the rushing. He leads quarterbacks in rushing yards at three seventy. Mm-hmm. He's got more than Lamar right now. Six rushing touchdowns also leads all quarterbacks. And and I mean, you might even still, you might be able to, and you probably could like, honestly, you guys tell me, because I think everybody here likes Lamar, at least a little bit more than me, even if you don't like him the most, but I think you could probably still get a little bit of a piece on top with most of these quarterbacks, except for Mahomes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's no way I'm adding to, several of the other ones in this tier. So there's no way I'm adding to Russ. There's no way I'm adding to Deshaun Watson. There's no way I'm adding to Dak, even with a broken leg to acquire Lamar Jackson. So I think you're right, Swags. I mean, I think his value has, has dipped. Um, I, I, I am less, again, I'm less confident than I was heading into this season, but I'm still fairly confident that he's going to work his way back into the top five quarterback situation Yeah, moving forward in dynasty. And, and I'm confident, like if you have him and if you like him, he's still going to be fine for you and help win you weeks and championships. Like you can definitely rely on the guy. The, the fantasy floor is very safe. Mm-hmm. So I'm not like saying that, or you need to move on or anything like that. I just think my concern was more, the the price you paid to get him versus what he's done. And I think what he's done is a little bit closer to what he is. Like, I think it's kind of in between this and what he did last year, like QB five or six. That's, that's really pretty good still. Yeah. I'm, I'm super content with anything. If I, if I have a quarterback and he finishes in the top six, I'm happy. I mean, we know that there's going to be variance every year as to like where these guys land. And I, I think that, you know, I mean, honestly, like I said, when I have my tier of six, I mean, I can see all six of those guys finishing one, and I can see all six of those guys finishing six. Well, except for probably Mahomes, but uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, and everybody's got a little bit of an issue too. I mean, the, the only person that I think anybody, everybody in the world feels comfortable with is Mahomes. I mean, Kyler still can't throw anywhere in the middle of the field. So, I mean, as much as we love him and what he's doing right now. Long term, I'm not sure. I'm super excited to have him as one of my quarterbacks, just because there's the potential that he may never always struggle in that regard, and maybe he's that's going to be a limitation, you know, long term for him. So, I think this is probably mostly directed at Brian. Um, I I think I know the answer from both Swags and Bill, um, but. You know, if if I'm wrong, feel free to uh, uh, to step in. Um, but Brian, I guess my question for you is: somebody who's it sounds like mildly concerned 
about Lamar Jackson at this point. Who are some quarterbacks that you would you would add to Lamar Jackson to trade for those quarterbacks? What does that list look like? Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, and Dak Prescott. You'd still you'd you'd still take Dak. That we need to get to him in a second too. Dude, mm-hmm. did you I mean I mean I mean I'm we not. Might. I'm not convinced Dak isn't the isn't the QB two in Dynasty moving forward. I don't mm. think this injury. It, honestly, I don't think this injury is going to do shit to him at all. But, like I think he comes yeah. back next year and he's the same guy that he fine. was in the first. Yep, first five games this year. Is he in Dallas? In this that's the question vision? to ask. Like, uh, I believe he is. Yes. Because you better, you better be really sure of that, right? Like, if you're gonna like treat him as the QB two, you better be extremely confident that he's gonna end up with Dallas because he may not end up, he may end up with the Jets or something like that, and <laughs> and that could, you know uh, what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so you need to be like 95 percent sure he's on Dallas. So, Bill, would I'm you a- w- would you do that, Bill? Would you trade Lamar plus to get Dak? <laughs> I'd sorry to laugh hard. No, I would not. Like, I, I don't think that, I mean, just because I'm not nearly as confident, like Har maybe, mm-hmm. but I'm not nearly as confident. And uh, I'm more trying to figure out what I have to put on top of Dak to get Lamar. And exactly. I'm not even the Lamar guy here. Yeah. And, uh, which is a great thing though. for Har because he'd be able to get a guy that he really likes, you yeah. know, for less than what he's saying he's, he'd be willing to do. Yeah. Which is, I mean, I, I think that that's market value, which, you know, it, that's that's worth noting. Um, but, I, you know, I, I think that there's an action item in there. If anyone here is that much higher on Dak Prescott, if you would prefer Dak Prescott over Lamar Jackson, it means you're, you would be willing to pay Lamar Jackson plus yeah. to get Dak Prescott. And, I, you know, you, you're Says not going to have to do that, but I think that it's important to, you know, to be in touch with your own personal rankings in that. For sure. So, so yeah, I get uh, like, I, I think that is the question for you too, Swags. And I, I mean, I, I, I knew that Bill probably wasn't going to be there. Like real quick, Bill, what, what is your list of quarterbacks you would trade uh, Lamar plus to get? I think that I have like the six guys in that top tier. So I think that pretty much the only guy I would trade up for is Mahomes. I think all the rest are very similar to me. Yeah. And, and so I'm okay. I mean, it's, it's basically guy for guy for me in that group. That's where I'm at too. Yeah. Swags. What about you? Um, for me, probably Mahomes and maybe Russ. And the rest of them, I just don't think I have to, maybe I could, I would for Watson too, actually. You would, yeah. I think, yeah. I, I really think I would. I think in longevity, like I think we'll be talking about Deshaun Watson longer than Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And, and here's um, the other. Oh, I'm sorry, Swag. No, Go you're ahead. fine, dude. I, I mean, I'm really kind of done. Yeah, you're fine. But yeah, I, I just, I, I prefer them all over him. But I think my head is going to the value side that I try to not play too much. So I'm being a hypocrite, but I feel like still like (laughs) I shouldn't have to add much to Lamar to get any of those guys, even though I would rather have the other quarterbacks on my team. I don't feel like I should have to add to get them or to get. uh, Yeah. Yeah. And then the other thing, like Dak, I'm having a heck of a time trading Dak away. I don't know if I just want too much because 
I'm stuck on that a little bit and some of the stuff Har said there, but I, I can't move him. It's kind of like we talked about earlier on those players. Like once you decide you're trading him, like he's done, he's not in your team anymore. And that's how I am with Dak on the particular team. I have him and um, I'm having really bad luck. Even, even going to the non contenders trying to get a deal done with Dak. Yeah. And, and so just real quick too, I mean, when you're saying pay up for these quarterbacks, I mean, what are you talking about, John? Cause that's the other thing. I mean, I'm not paying a second with any of them. I mean, that tier's close enough. Yeah. That I'm not paying a second with any of those quarterbacks to get any other one of those quarterbacks outside of Patrick Mahomes. Right. Yeah. I know I'm saying I'm saying anything. Would yeah. you add anything yeah. to Lamar Jackson in order to get these guys? Well, I mean, it could be a late pick. Because again, Lamar Jackson in a third, and you get your choice of all those quarterbacks we put but outside Mahomes. Yeah. Because yeah. again, you you shouldn't you you won't have to. You shouldn't have to, you know. And as long as you don't have to, the fact that you would do it tells me that now is the time to sell Lamar Jackson. If you would be willing to pay on top of Lamar to get those other guys, then take advantage of the fact that Lamar's value is still equal to theirs and make yeah, that move right yeah. now. That, I, that's kind of the point, I guess. But uh, one thing that's uh, that's interesting to me is that you guys, none of you guys mentioned the QB one overall, Kyler Murray. You're not making that move. You still, do you still feel more confident in Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson, or are they still are they equal? I, I'd prefer Kyler Murray on my team, but I don't. I, it's kind of just what you said there. I don't feel like I have to pay much. Uh, mm-hmm. I shouldn't have to add to Lamar to get him still. So. But man, if like it came down to it and I had Lamar, which I don't have any Lamar, so this is a hard exercise for me. But if I had Lamar and I was ready to change to Kyler and you wanted that third and we're done and you've got Lamar because you feel like you just squeezed me and um, like I, I sent Lamar to you for your Kyler and you countered back with the third, I'm going to hit accept. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I'm I think, think you're that's... kind of a jerk for countering like that, but I'm going to hit accept still. <laughs> and such a jerk. I know. I, th- I think that's the case anytime, right? If two people have the same guys in a tier, the only way you're going to make them make a move is by you sweetening the pot. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, I think like a lot of these guys, I mean, I would be more than willing to move Lamar for so and, you know, Dak plus or whatever plus, you know. So that that's kind of the mindset, but I mean, there's no point in me moving any of those guys if I feel comfortable with all of them. Exactly. Yeah. Th- yeah. That's the big thing. I mean, we, we really shouldn't trade, you know, one for one at the same position anyways. Like yeah. that's just, that's never a, a good move. I mean, there's like, there's no way for both sides to win that. The one exception, I guess, being, you know, going from an older quarterback on a rebuild focus team you know to a, a to a young quarterback but otherwise yeah they're especially like within a tier within an age group whatever it is there's kind of no reason to make that mm-hmm. lateral move and maybe for that reason they're trading like hurt assets too yeah 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 Dak prescott could be somebody that you potentially move for you know for a healthy quarterback and and I again I want to get to Dak here in just a second, but um 
because I there's a lot of there's a lot of nuance when it comes to him too. Man, I thought we were just gonna fly through these tears. <laughs> I thought we were just gonna be on this one for no. like five seconds and heck no. <laughs> this might I usually count going. the pl- that's why I asked how many we were gonna do because I usually like count the players and multiply by like at least four or five per player. Yeah. So yeah. this will be volume one. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> volume <laughs> one of five. Yep. It's gonna it would it would take several if we're gonna get to all of them. But... Show sheet's gonna be easy for you the next few weeks there, John. <laughs> that's right. That's right. More of the same. <laughs> We'll get we'll get to as many quarterbacks as we can in this yeah, episode. For sure. But um yeah, so I guess uh I guess the point being, you know, unless you're you're so set on one player over another within the same tier that you're willing to pay, you know, on top of that player to make that lateral move. And by the way, it is a lateral move. I don't really care who it is like Lamar Lamar Jackson is the quarterback seven versus Kyler Murray, the quarterback one. Like that's, that's still a a lateral move. Lamar Jackson's uh, averaging 21 points a game. Kyler Murray is averaging 26.4, you know? So like whatever it is that you have to add to it, you're probably like, that is probably enough to make up that difference. You know, so, Mm -hmm. so yeah, it's a, it's a lateral move. It's not, it's bad business (laughs) to make that trade. But if, if you're that set on Kyler Murray over Lamar Jackson, that you're willing to add to Lamar to make that move, then you know that you don't feel good enough about Lamar Jackson to move forward with. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And it is okay to every now and then go out and get your guy. Yep. 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 Get your guy is is vitally important to me. That's that to a point where that's kind of a tent pole strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, you just you you're just gonna you're you're gonna be a better manager if you feel better about your roster. You're gonna make better waiver moves. You're gonna make better trades. You're gonna make you know you're gonna be more judicious in the trades that you make. You're gonna pay a little bit more attention to matchups when it comes time to set your lineup. Like all those things. If you've got the guys that make you feel comfortable and confident with that roster, you're going to you're going to make better decisions across the board. I so, mean, the real move get is to guy. go get like Herbert and Keenan Allen for Lamar Jackson or something like that. Yeah, yeah, Ooh, I, I like, I I like, like that, that a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> Excuse me while I take a minute here and go make some trade offers. Dispose of wow. some Lamar Jackson before the show hits the show. <laughs> yeah, <right>? yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do like that one. That like that's still a win now move too. But yeah, oh yeah, like sure. you're not giving anything up. You're not. You're it's not conceding while you're contending. Yep, I like that. Um, yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about Dak Prescott for just a minute. But we'll we'll speed it up from here so that we can hit some more names, but I guess the big question, because it sounds to me like Dak Prescott is still in that top tier for all of you guys. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong there, but that's the way it sounded. So I I guess my question is, does he take any kind of value hit for the fact that you don't get him in 2020? No, he will. Yeah. But no, they I mean, he, 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 no, correct. He he does not for me. He will. He absolutely will because yeah. this community and, and <laughs> people that play this game are 
reactive, right? So Dak yeah. breaks his leg. He's out for the season. People react to that. So his value drops. It may not drop a lot. I don't think it it's going to drop, you know, out of the top six quarterbacks per se. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think it should at all. Really. I mean, I, I think, I think, I think that Dak and whether or not Dak is going to be in Dallas, which I'm completely not worried about personally, but I think that's a more legitimate thing to worry about with Dak than his leg is. I really do. I don't, I don't think the leg is going to be an issue at all. Yeah. So the, and the problem by the way, is like the reason that his value is going to drop for, you know, just kind of in general, in terms of market value, the reason it's going to drop is because so many people, just lost one of their two quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. If you went quarterback extreme, you were good. Yeah, I, totally. You, that everyone I, I who was everyone who that. was shitting on QBX just a, just two months ago, I can't hear you anymore. You're gonna yeah. have to speak up. I can't hear you right now. John, I totally agree with that. I mean, you're looking at like uh, a format that it's literally built to give extra value to quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's kind of after a while, it's like fighting gravity. It's just kind of like it's there for a reason. And the harder you fight it, like the the worse off you're going to be. You want to kind of stay to the ground a little bit. And if you fight it, I mean, it's also like as we're seeing, it's the most volatile position in the NFL for numerous reasons. Like we're seeing players being benched potentially just for so it's easier for their coaches to to tank like they they're maybe still the best option on the teams but they're still like no we're gonna go with joe flacco and you know stuff like and i know sam darnold's beat up but so for me to answer your question with dak prescott get back to that i realized after this injury if this was patrick mahomes i would hold all year long mm-hmm. i don't know how many players i can say that about i don't know if i'd even say that for somebody I've been high on a lot and like Josh Allen. I don't know if I would even say that for him, but Dak Prescott, like I I realized as soon as the injury happened that I didn't hold him in high regards. And as far as like, I'm, I'm totally fine moving him on, moving on from him. I do think that you should expect a dip in value. I think I want too much for him at this point because I've thought about it a lot and I could still get a, a quarterback that could help me this year. And I think that that is worth something to me personally. That is worth something to me. It's also like Dak Prescott has other things besides the injury. Like, are we going to see him? Are they going to attempt to franchise tag him? And then he doesn't play or he sits out for any length of time. And is he on a new team all of a sudden last minute where he hasn't learned the system? Like how many situations like there there are concerns for me going into 2021. I agree with you guys 100%. Dak is going to play in the NFL. He's going to be a starter again, and he's going to be good. But when exactly? It's probably next year. It it really probably is next year. But then in my my head and my heart messing with each other, um, what if it's not? What if I have to wait a few weeks? What if he holds out? Like that, even if he's going to play again, like, me winning a championship, it's, it's, I mean, why is a, a first round pick isn't going to put me any points in my lineup this year? So there's a reason that those don't help me, just like Dak doesn't help me. Like, it, I think it absolutely for me with all those question marks, 
I should expect some kind of value dip in Dak. That even it's been hard, and it's probably the reason I haven't traded him because it's been hard for me to take that away from him. But truthfully, like I'm asking for you to take this equity from me that isn't doing anything for us, nothing at all. It all it can do is help your team suck more. So those are the teams I've been approaching. No contender wants him. They're all trying to win like I am. I'm I started Dalton last week and uh, I have Dalton Herbert. It's another one of my Haskins teams and I've got Gardner. So Bill, I don't Bill know. Man. Every, up. every league. <laughs> I like I the have, way Bill perked up when you said you started Dalton. He's like, Whoa, how did that go? Yeah. Well, that Herbert, Herbert was on a buy. Well, uh, he, I won. We'll say that, man. I've lost really? Dak, Chubb, McCaffrey, and now Julio's finally back, but I've lost all those guys and I'm uh, five and one somehow. Just like a damn nice roster. Skating by, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, and, um, I won. It was, but I mean, I got the Amari Cooper touchdown and I have Amari Cooper. So the last, last part of the game there, he got the touchdown. He had, I don't know. He got me like 17 or 18 points, nothing big, but he, he did get me points, you know, which I think that he was worth the 2022 second. I paid for him like the night of the DAC injury, just to have that insurance. Cause with Haskins out, like, I don't know. I'm in a rough spot. I'm, I'm definitely looking to move Dak, and I definitely feel like I can't get – I can probably get Goff and a little bit extra. I've kind of talked to you guys about that one. But even that, like, everything I want, he's not quite happy with. So it's been tough, man. Hmm. So I think that Dak's uh, value should drop some. I mean, you have, let's say, 10 years of Dak, right? Well, you just lost a year. So that's 10% of his – well, he's 27, 28. His, his potential play. Right. So he plays till like 37 or 38. You know, I'm just saying like, so automatically you've just lost 10% of his potential value to you. So like in something like that, where it's like a season ending injury, I personally feel like it should, like, you can't just discount that. Um, and you're not getting points for them. So, or I can't discount them at that at least. So, um, so I think that he does drop a little bit. And I agree, there is a lot of unknown there. And, I mean, you guys all know I moved him in a 2QB league, and people thought I, you know, thought I got tarred and feathered. So, I mean, sometimes I, I was willing to take the hit because I wanted to compete this year. And Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mean. And you can't expect to replace those points. You know what I mean? Nobody's going to want to give you exactly what Dak was doing for an injured Dak. Like I can't go get Watson from him, even from the 12th place team. Yeah. Yeah. So the options are either you trade up, you pay, you're going to have to pay more to get one of those guys. So you give Dak plus Mm -hmm. or you take a hit and you just move a different route and and add like another starter for you. Plus maybe a lesser quarterback. Yeah. 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 I'm on the other side of this one, guys. Um, not not to be disagreeable i just i just i look at dak in that really elite like top three tier so for me i mean i you you guys make a lot of good points for a contending team right when you lose a top three quarterback it's like oh shit right i mean you've 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 got to i mean he's probably he probably has your team in a position to contend right now 
but your team's also probably not nearly the team it would be with Matthew Stafford. No offense, Detroit boys, um, or or whoever you put in there. <laughs> Bill, sure. Bill's cursing me out. <laughs> I love it. Um, no, but but yeah, I mean, so so I I guess I mean I I certainly understand that way of thinking, and I and I and I don't disagree that it's one way to go. I just think for me personally, looking at what Dak is capable of. What if Dak's on a good team next year and he doesn't have to play from behind all the time? What if he's on the Cowboys with those three receivers and they still have a shitty defense? I mean, that's what if is a dangerous game. Yeah, you can what if forever, but I mean, these are are honest what ifs. You know, I think there's a lot of ifs around Dak that hurt his value. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind having them on my team. Like, I don't think that that's my point. I think that, like, you know, it's just the value of not having him on in your starting lineup. That's where I think he takes the hit. And I think that for every per, every swag, there's a har, right? Right. And that and makes so, trade partners, right? Yep, exactly. Yeah. And, I mean, it does reach a point, too, in the season, har, where, like, if I get to week Wow, this season has gone by quick. Seven's too soon to say. So it's this week. Like if we get to like two weeks out, though, we'll say. And I still have Dak. Then it gets to this point where it starts to teeter to where I'm like, well, every day now his value is going back up because yep. we're getting that much closer to him being back on the field. And I'm coasting through the season better than I thought without him. Now I'm going to hold Dak. So we'll get to the point where if I haven't moved him, it's just kind of like, okay, now I'm going to hold him. Like. So I will reach that point if I haven't moved him. But right now, like with bye weeks I'm hitting and little problems I'm having even in other areas of my team that I need to fix, you know, and like, I mean, this team right now with my bye weeks, I literally haven't even put my flex players in yet just because it's a rough week with injuries. Like I need McCaffrey and Chubb back and I don't want to move those guys. I'd rather move Dak for some reason. So here's I, here's uh, here's a scenario for you guys because um, as crazy it is, as it is, there are people out there who drafted two quarterbacks. One of them was Dak Prescott, but you know because they only had two quarterbacks, they had plenty of roster space for a strong group of wide receivers, running backs, and tight ends. Sure. They were contending. They were absolutely destroying people with Dak Prescott. In fact, you know, it, it, this wasn't our our intended team makeup, of course. But in the the Superflex Super Show listener Vampire League, where you know we we own one of the one of the six vampires, we ended up with two quarterbacks. We had Gardner Minshew and Dak Prescott. Great group of running backs. Wide receivers are kind of coming along. Tight ends are awesome. And, you know, we were starting to put some wins together. We were well in playoff contention, which for those of you who don't play in a vampire league, you know, one of the one of the cool things about it, I mean, you start off with absolutely nothing uh, as the vampire, but as you every time you win, you get to steal a player from your your opponent. You build that team up until you get to the playoffs. And then when you win the championship, it ends the league and darkness prevails. So uh, 
tip of the hat to Tom Kislingberry for coming up with that awesome concept. It's been a lot of fun. But in that league, you know, by virtue of some steals, we ended up with Gardner Minshew and Dak Prescott. That's all we had at quarterback, though. And, you know, it, it's a it's a totally different agenda for that team than just for a normal Superflex dynasty. But, you know, use that one as an example where, you know, this was a contender until you lost Dak Prescott. Right. Putting up 150 points a week pretty consistently, scaring the crap out of people. And now you lose Dak Prescott. You have nothing else to put it at Superflex. Is Brian in our division? Maybe we can trade him Dak. He's not. He's him and uh, him and Russ. We have own the uh, the trade addicts. Van. Okay, they have a yeah. van too. Yeah. So, you know, in that scenario, in just a normal dynasty Superflex league where you had two quarterbacks, one of them was Dak Prescott. He had you as a strong contender. Probably even had you undefeated. Now you lose Dak. I mean, it, it it kind of it forces you into a crossroads at that point. Do you just keep Dak and rebuild? Or do you trade Dak for another quarterback so that you can hopefully keep it rolling, knowing that you're not going to get full value for Dak Prescott? Mm-hmm. I'm curious what you guys are doing. I mean, at that point, do you just embrace the rebuild and then go fire sale with the you know with the rest of your team? Or do you consider trading away Dak knowing that you're going to have to discount him, but also knowing that, you know, believing that you shouldn't have to? Mm. I'm personally buying an old vet, like a veteran, um, just to cover me this. If my, by using like some of my depth at a different position, um, because if I was probably thrashing other teams, that means I probably have decent depth elsewhere. So I would just buy somebody like uh, like a Breeze or something like that just to get me through this season and keep Dak. Nice. Yeah, that seems right. I don't know. Um, and that's yeah. kind of what I did so far, but it was just Dalton. But, I mean, he's got the job for the year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I Yeah, I think that is the move. And yeah, I, I mean, you'd hate to bail on that team just because you lost that one guy. It's a powerful piece, but um, let's let's go ahead and, and unless you guys have more thoughts on that, let's move to this next tier and see if we can hit a few guys here because, man, <laughs> there's some interesting names in this next tier. We'll start at, at quarterback six, Russell Wilson. I don't think we're at all worried about him. If anything, he should be valued higher. Um, going through his 20th, bye week, too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Twentieth overall in startups. He's the quarterback four right now, and yeah, he had a bye week. So, um, it, I mean, he's he's probably got a pretty good look at QB one overall for the season. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, quarterback seven, Carson Wentz. We'll have to talk about him in a second. Quarterback eight, Joe Burrow. That's an interesting one, just kind of where he was for dynasty startups. Um, We might have to touch on that briefly. Quarterback nine, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, we'll have to talk about him. (laughs) Quarterback 10, Matt Ryan. 
and uh, quarterback 11, Josh Allen. I think that's it. I think that's that's probably the tier right there. That's basically like, you know, middle of the second round through uh, basically the the middle of the fourth round. Josh Allen, same as Russell Wilson. He should he should be higher. I think our confidence level is far higher than, than where his ADP was. But, you know, some of these other guys, Carson Wentz, how are you feeling? Just a, a little peek behind the curtain here. Carson Wentz was the impetus behind this entire episode because I really don't know how to feel about Carson Wentz. And I think that I was higher on him than most people going into the season. And, you know, it, at least in terms of his overall ranking, like I had him ranked ahead of, you know, some uh, some guys that, uh, you know, people people laughed at these and that's fine, whatever. Like I, they were distracted by Aaron Rodgers, so they didn't care. But, you know, I, I had him ahead of guys like Nick Chubb and and Joe Mixon and you know, Clyde Edwards Alaire and and Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Like I would have rather taken Carson Wentz. And at one point I even I got into it with uh with our our uh, I, I, a, a very uh civil debate with our uh with our good friend Rocky from the uh Dynasty Junkies podcast. And uh uh, about the fact that I would not trade in the offseason, I would not have traded Carson Wentz straight up for Michael Thomas. That seems like blasphemy now because Carson Wentz has looked like has kind of looked like crap. Let's I mean, he's put, he's, he's put up a lot more points than Michael Thomas this year. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. And, and actually, I mean, he's really. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. He's quarterback ten on the season right now. He's that's, been running a lot, so that's yeah. helped him. Yeah, that is a big th- four four rushing touchdowns. His his touchdown to interception ratio passing though is eight to nine. Like I think that's the big thing. Those nine interceptions, and some of them have been bad. Yeah, it's. It's rough. I mean, he's just losing pass catchers by the week. All of a sudden, Travis Fulgham's a star. They get Alshon and Deshaun Watson both back, likely this Thursday night. Really? And they play the New York football giants. So he's probably going to throw for 400 yards and five touchdowns in this game. He better. Like, that's... You got to remember that his offensive line is just awful. Those guys, like, everybody's gotten hurt. Yeah. And so that's a concern too. So, you know, as much as you want to be really hard on Wentz or people want to, I mean, there's a lot of things working against him. And I mean, we, it seems like this is the same story every year, but I think this year more than any, he's just has absolutely nothing. He at least had offensive line before this year. Mm-hmm. And it's really difficult for any quarterback to succeed with pressure or, you know, constant pressure. I mean, we've seen, we saw Rogers struggle this week because of the pressure and, you know, it's just one of those things where every quarterback is going to struggle if they don't have two seconds to throw a ball. 
for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a fair point. And then again, you couple that with the fact that all of his wide receivers, all of his tight ends have been injured. I mean, we might actually get to see Hakeem Butler line up a tight end this week. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that would be fun. I would definitely like that, but I mean, under better circumstances, throw some feelers out for Goddard before he comes back. I think that price went up so much though with Ertz playing crappy and then Ertz getting injured, but man, throw some, throw some little offers out for Goddard. Yeah. So how are you guys feeling right now about if you have Carson Wentz as your QB one, how are you feeling about that? Do you feel like, are you feeling like it's time to make a move or do you feel like, uh, you, you know, it's it's just a matter of time before he pulls this all together. I'm feeling like uh, I'm feeling like going to talk to the Jalen Hurts owner, whether I have Carson Wentz or not. Just put uh, see what I could get him for, even just in case Wentz gets hurt again. I think everybody's watching this, and it's going to be so hard for you to move Wentz at this point for anything that you feel much better about. Honestly, you know, once you're down here, I mean. I don't know. What do you, Wentz or Ryan Tannehill? I mean, that's where we're at, right? Yeah. Like, that That's a, that's a great question right there. I think that that's almost spot on personally. And I, I don't know how many people are actually going to take the Wentz side. And again, like not to keep doing this, but Ryan Tannehill's through his bye week and he has more points than Carson Wentz. Yeah. I mean, it, Wentz is one of those guys that, like, I mean, I hope I have a second quarterback that's of similar um, stature, I guess, so that I'm. But if, but if I have like him and, you know, like a bottom tier, I'm trying to see like who, like if I have Foles or something, I'm just, you know, I am not feeling great as Wentz is my QB one. Um, of course. Most of us aren't going on the show aren't are going to have Foles as our QB two, but um, yeah, Wentz. I almost feel like I need him to be my QB two now. Yeah. If and if he's not, I mean, like, how motivated are you to make a move? <laughs> like to a point where, like, how much are you willing to add to Carson Wentz? I, I guess here, let me rephrase this. Mm-hmm. Um, who who are the guys that you that you want to upgrade to, but you know, besides the obvious, besides that top tier, who are some guys that you would want to upgrade to and that you would be willing to add to Carson Wentz to get him? Oh boy. I could probably let rattle off 12. Really? Go for it. I'm an ages, yeah. so it's tough. So our top tier plus Russ plus Josh Allen plus oh, sure. yeah. um, Herbert. Probably Herbert. Um, probably Jared Goff. He's probably right in that same range for me, but I think I would. Um, yeah, I mean, Tua. I think I might even. Hmm. But not as my QB one, I guess. I mean, if we're looking for somebody who's going to start for me this year, I mean, maybe I'm at around ten then. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I would pay up just to grab Burrow. To be honest with you, just I think that they're more of a high volume passing attack, and I'd I'd rather just deal with that and buy a couple of years. 
Um, let's see, 16.2. So Carson Wentz is outscoring Joe Burrow right now by three points a game. Mm-hmm. But I mean, again, it's, it's, this is, this is less about like, what have they done? And it's more about how do they look? Yeah. <laughs> it's a security thing, right? Like yep. we could easily say, I could, we can tell a story where Wentz isn't a starter in two years. <laughs> right. I mean, we. I don't think we can say tell that story about you know Burrow right now. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it sounds like you're pretty motivated to make a move from Carson Wentz. Um, Sounds like you're feeling pretty good about Joe Burrow. Any it like it? Does anybody have any reservations with Joe Burrow as a quarterback one moving forward? Or which I mean, you probably don't even have to use him as your QB one necessarily, but you know, if, if you ended up with Carson Wentz, for instance, you ended up with Carson Wentz and Joe Burrow, all of a sudden Joe Burrow's your QB one. Do you feel okay about that? Does anybody have a, an issue with that or, or can we get to a guy who's a little bit more uncomfortable? <laughs> I have no issue with that personally. If, if I had that tandem, I'm more likely to trade Wentz yeah. for somebody who's more solid of a quarterback as my QB2 and kind of live with the erratic nature of Burrow as my QB1. Yeah. Just remember, would, too. Uh, go ahead, go ahead Gene. Uh, I was just going to say, just remember, too, that Joe Burrow's a rookie when we're talking about him. So That's right. Yeah. So I'll, um, I'll add to Joe Burrow to get Herbert. Damn I'll, swags! I mean, we we were talking in our Voxer chat about me driving the damn Joe Burrow bus, <laughs> man. You're up there kicking me out of the driver's seat onto the road. I, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, like Herbert's done better in a, a shorter time period, you know, with not even being he wasn't even. I mean, taking first team reps during whatever short training camp they had, you know, they were going to go with Tyrod Taylor. And then he, I mean, even through the hard knocks, you could see like we're starting to drool over Herbert and just the way the team's talking about him. And then you see it on the field. And um, yeah, I, I think we got it wrong uh, coming into it. And I mean, I was kind of the like had Herbert and Burrow kind of like neck and neck. And I was kind of the guy that was like, it's not worth like paying for Burrow when you can get Herbert like seven picks later. And, and now it kind of feels like I would, I don't know. I would put Herbert above Burrow right today and keep it that way. What are you paying on top of, uh, Burrow? Um, kind of similar to like what we were talking about with Lamar back there, to be honest with you. I, I don't necessarily think I have to pay a lot. And again, we're talking these weird lateral moves that, um, I mean, when I'm talking to people and they're like, would you trade Burrow for Herbert? And I'd be like, yeah, I'd take Herbert, but it makes no sense to me that you're doing position for position. You know, I'm kind of, I am kind of that guy as well. Like John mentioned earlier, but same time, you know, if, if I sent you Burrow and you sent a counter back with a little piece on top, I'm probably going to hit accept. I don't necessarily think you, I have to, but just to kind of like for show's sake to tell you where I am with Herbert, as opposed to Joe Burrow, like, I'll take Herbert over Joe Burrow today. I mean, the weapons alone, and I know you guys don't like Mike Williams, but even Mike Williams with Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, 
I don't know. It, it sounds better than just T Higgins and some Boyd mixed in here and there. So, yeah, I'm really comfortable mm-hmm. making that move and throwing Herbert into my – I'm comfortable with Herbert as my QB1. Joe Burrow has 10 more fantasy points right now than Justin Herbert for this season. How many more games? Two. One yeah. and a half-ish? <laughs> I think, yeah, I think Plus it's a full two, by, right? Yeah, so like yeah. two and a half or – Oh yeah, because uh, Tyrod yeah, Taylor he, wasn't injured during the game. <laughs> yeah, he got the start from the jump, so yeah, right, it's a full, right. full two. And then yeah, there's the the bye week is out of the way, and this week in week seven, uh, Justin Herbert gets Jacksonville, <laughs> so I think that's where he catches Burrow mm. in fantasy scoring. Yeah, um, points per game, it's already uh, uh, it's Herbert by. Five and a half points right now. So, I I mean, I again, would add like, a second to Wentz to get Herbert. Yeah, it 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 still gets a little tough for me with Herbert when he's playing this well. And it, it, it kind of begs the question: How close is he to his ceiling right at the moment? You know, it's a decent ceiling for sure, for sure. I think that he's a lot closer to his than Burrow is to his. I guess that's the that's the thing. But that's the part that we have to try and navigate, you know. Mm-hmm. Is Burrow's ceiling higher than Herbert's ceiling? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I yeah, I still think so and and I I'm starting to wonder how much of this how much of the issue for Joe Burrow not that there's an issue per se, but Zach Taylor is starting to put off an Adam Gase vibe a little bit. He's not going to have a job this year at the end of the year. Yeah. But when have the Bengals gave you a great vibe? Long time. It's been a while. You know it's what I mean? Like, Collinsworth was on the team when Icky Woods, <laughs> Icky Shuffle. Yeah. I don't know. A few years ago, but, um, they had that. That's when they had Fontes perfect. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's like it, any, any, any good vibes that you got were way, way counterfeited by that castle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. That it's a tough one for me. I, I still have Burrow ranked ahead of Herbert. Uh, it feels like, like I said, I mean, it feels to me like Herbert is. If he's not at his ceiling, he's already pretty close. You know, I don't think there's necessarily anywhere to to a, a whole lot of room. So, for, do you think I could send Joe Burrow and get and the Herbert owner accepts that straight up? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, I agree. But I but I will say, I mean, I I agree with that that you would probably be able to get him for. I mean, do that straight up, like you would be able to get. I mean, mo- I, I think most people would take Burrow over over Herbert straight up. I will say that I disagree, John. That he's that he's reached his ceiling. I don't think that that's for me personally. Yeah. I just don't. I, I don't agree with that. I don't necessarily think that he's reached his ceiling after four games starting. I mean, yeah, he's had obviously really good performances. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would probably agree that I think that Burrow has. 
I don't think that Burrow has a higher ceiling. I think that Burrow, I think that Herbert and Burrow have a similar ceiling. I, I think they both have the ability to potentially be in that elite tier at some point uh, over the next couple of years um, to work their way into that. But, you know, I do think from a value standpoint, I think that Burrow probably still holds more value to most people. Um, but I mean, for me, I, I like both of these guys a lot. Like, I mean, after that top tier that we talked about earlier, I mean, these two guys are, they're cheaper than guys like Josh Allen and, 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 a, you know, who, whoever else is right there. I'm not looking at it right now. Um, Josh Allen, I mean, who who else are you putting ahead of them at that point? Like when you're talking about QB seven, QB eight, I mean, who who are you putting ahead of those two guys? I, I, there's not a lot of people. I mean, you're putting Aaron Rodgers, John, of course. But yes, I am. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I mean, I I'm not. I mean, I I I think those two guys are. I mean, after that first tier, it's like Josh Allen, who probably has moved into that tier at this point. Mm-hmm. And then these two guys. I mean, for me. Yeah. I mean, well, this, I, this I'd rather Justin have both. Herbert owner actually also has T. Higgins, so he might like that stack. But I kind of want that T. Higgins stack with my <laughs> burrow, too. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. an interesting conversation because there, I think there is clearly a top seven right now, right? Like, I mean, I, I mean, or in um, Hoag's case, the t- clear top eight. <laughs> but I think, like, as a a consensus, I think that we pretty much see those top seven, and then it kind of gets shuffled after that, just based on preference of age, you know, current production you know, all that sort of thing. But yeah, I mean, personally, I have both of those in my top 10 for sure. Yeah. So am I crazy to send this out straight up just for show sake? Or do you think I need to ask for a third back or something? I'd ask for it. I mean, what's the worst case basis? He counters with it straight up. I mean, you're basically opening the door for them to automatically counter that and you get what you want anyway. Right. All right, yeah. I was just seeing if you talk me off a ledge here. Well, I sent it out. We'll see if he, uh, what happens here. I fully support you trading for the guy that you prefer. <laughs> I agree. I think they're close. I mean, and I think they're close enough based on based on their performances so far. I think it's close enough that if you prefer one over the other, absolutely you're not crazy to to go and get the one that you prefer. There's nothing wrong with that at all. No, we'll see what happens here. In any of our leagues, please let me know. What's that? Uh swags if you have burrow in any of our ah. leagues please let me know i don't think <laughs> i do i have a limited amount of joe burrow I, I have more herbert for sure so yeah me too i'm definitely not diversifying with this move but you're not known to be a diversifier no it sucks sometimes it's either all my teams usually do really good or they do really bad like so this year's kind of been decent yeah you've been pounding me every single time we meet up. So, yeah, I'm fully aware of this being a successful season for you. <laughs> sorry. No, don't maybe, be sorry. Maybe your teams just aren't that good, Bill. I did really well last year. So, I mean, this might just be the ebb and flow of fantasy football. 
<laughs> Definitely. Um, I want to talk about one more guy real quick. Um, it, you know, we we spent so much time on that elite tier. The guys Dude, that was the one that you were like, we're gonna fly through this first group here. Yeah. And I'm like, had, nope, not Lamar. I, I had no idea that there would be so much to talk about in that in that top tier, but I mean, I'm glad we did it. But yeah. um, the real goal was to talk about guys like Baker Mayfield, and uh, I. I think that we would be remiss if we didn't get to him um, in the little amount of time that we have left in this show, because I think people are pretty nervous right now. If they have, if they had Baker Mayfield and you know, if you did a startup in 2019, there's a good chance that you took Baker Mayfield in the first two rounds. Yeah. Your QB one. I'm raising my hand here. Maybe you were able to recover somehow either with, I mean, you had such a miserable season in 2019 that you got a top pick in 2020 and you went and got Joe Burrow and now you're feeling okay ish, but you know, or, you know, maybe you, maybe you got lucky with somebody like Teddy Bridgewater or Ryan Tannehill, but you know, in, in a lot of cases, I think that, uh, and especially if you did a startup in 2020, I think that you still, I mean, clearly you were still taking Baker Mayfield to be your QB one. He was the, he was the quarterback nine overall in ADP back in August. So, you know, people were still drafting him to be the QB one. Now it looks like he, it, it looks to me like he's on the verge of getting freaking benched. And he actually did get pulled this past week against, against Pittsburgh. Now I will say, you know, to be fair, he had he came into the into the game with uh with battered ribs and he and got the shit kicked out of him it, yeah pittsburgh just painted a target on that rib cage and went after him um you know so uh, i i think that they that he got pulled more you know to protect him yeah. and try and let those those ribs heal a little bit but i mean the way he's been playing just kind of in general this season, it, it feels to me like this could be, I mean, he's quarterback 26 on the season. Like it is, it's not pretty right now. No, it wasn't much better last year. They're right. I mean, yeah, he's, he's a full fantasy point per game below Phillip rivers. And we know, <laughs> we know about Phillip rivers. He's he's several spots below Kirk Cousins. He have ten interceptions already. Like and he ha- yeah, it's it's not good. It's not pretty right now. So it's below Teddy Bridgewater in a new system with yeah. Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, yes. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hooper. Hunt, Austin Hooper. Yep. I'm yeah. done. I'm done. You're this out. Is th- yes, Baker. I didn't have a lot of exposure to him anyways, but to me, this was the year that he had to show up. And I mean, he, you know, they're four and one heading into that game last week. And I'm not going to harp on, on, on the Browns as a team, because I think the team itself has been a lot better. I mean, I, I like, 
I liked the coaching staff. I think that they finally have a decent coach. Um, you know, and and that offensive unit and that defensive unit has played better. I mean, they've been better despite yep. Baker Mayfield. Yeah. You know, if they had a different quarterback in there, I honestly don't know that they don't have a better chance to win games with Case Keenum in there. And that's saying something. And I feel Agreed. sick. And John, John, this will make you absolutely throw up. Trade Addict Seven. <laughs> so Russ and I are in a we we co-manage this team. It's the only only co-managed team I think I have. I think at this point, and we co-manage this team, and we are in like full committed rebuild mode. Um, and we sent. We sent Aaron Rodgers and Dalvin Cook for Baker, Cortland Sutton, Irv Smith, and a first. And I'm, and that was like three weeks ago after he had just had a pretty good bounce back game and all this stuff. And I am literally throwing up in my mouth right now thinking about mm, how yeah. awful yeah, that, that was. That's it was awful. Disgusting. Like, what a, in all fairness, we could not get shit for Rodgers either. I'm swearing a lot on this episode. In, in, in all fairness, I feel like John's <laughs> been pounding the rock on going to get Case Keenum for about that same three-week span. Yeah. Yeah, if if we had been doing standard operating procedures these last few weeks, I would have been talking a lot about Case Keenum as a next week, this week type of guy. Because, you know, for, for the frenzy around Andy Dalton, I feel like Case Keenum in, you know, last week on super flexible, we talked about this swags. We were talking about, you know, Andy Dalton as kind of the all in quarterback because of the situation he walks into. And we literally asked the question, like who else is out there? What other backup quarterback walks into a situation even close to what Andy Dalton's inheriting. Mm -hmm. And at the time couldn't come up with anything, but after we went off the air. I was like, Case Keenum is, I mean, he, he walks into just as good of a situation. I think, um, it, honestly a better situation because it's a, it's an offense that he's familiar with, you know, with, uh, with K, uh, Kevin Stefanski. So, you know, it's, I, I think that Case Keenum, if, and when he takes over that job, like th- that's that's a bigger fantasy football buy or you know if he is available on waivers at that point it's probably going to cost more at least it should to get Case Keenum than it did to get Andy Dalton yeah and that's why I'm scooping him up right now I'm stashing him in every league where he's available because I I feel like that's coming and I feel like it's going to unlock a lot of fantasy points on that offense. Yeah, yeah I, I don't be. hate that, man. Keenum, I mean, well, A, Baker, I've not, not been a fan of since the start, so I've kind of been one of his naysayers for a while, but he just looks awful. Like, he's so inconsistent, like, not even inconsistent. He's just so, like, he has zero accuracy on anything. He's almost, oh my God, I'm going to say this. Nice. Mitch Trubisky-esque. Whoa. His accuracy, like beyond like 10 yards. Yep. And it's like, the difference is Trubisky only had one talented receiver and Baker has all of this. And so that's my, my concern with like 
I don't. I'm worried that does he make it through year four as a starter? Yeah, I don't think he can. That's what next year, right? So, yeah, I think. Right? That's but anyway, yeah. yeah, Keenum is truly an easy play. I mean, it, last week would have been way better, you know, because they did make a big deal about Baker getting benched, even though he wasn't necessarily benched. You know what I mean? Um, but there's a lot more people aware of Keenum now, and that's that's unfortunate. So you're probably gonna have to pay in the uh, waivers for him that you wouldn't have last year or last week. Yeah. But yeah, they, they got to do something. He is not somebody that I want on my roster uh, a ever, but especially now. Yeah. They might be looking to replace him in the off season. I, yeah, I don't know that he gets to year four and this is, this is what we talked about in the off season with Baker too, is, you know, the fact that, you know, I, I personally had him ranked so low because of the risk. The fact that, you know, this is his last chance. This is his last interview. And if yeah. he bombs it, he's he's pretty much done. Certainly in Cleveland and probably just overall. I mean, especially with, you know, you've got another good group of rookie quarterbacks coming into the league next year. And it's going to be another strong free agent class. Kirk Cousins is going to be looking for a job, and Kevin Stefanski's got that familiarity with him too. Mm. You've got Dak Prescott yeah. probably going to be on the market. Sam Darnold's going to be on the market. Ryan Fitzpatrick's going you to be on Darnold's the market. Darnold's going to get traded. Yeah, I mean like, they're like they're soon they're, here. Uh, maybe not in season, but. Like they're, I mean, they're tracking for first overall in Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I don't think that you can make the move until you secure that pick. But, but I feel like that's also where all these teams make the mistake too, is by waiting until after they draft the quarterback to try to move on from Josh Rosen or totally Haskins, you know, and like those situations. I feel like that's where they mess up is by letting it be so known that nope, we're definitely done with him you know but just give us whatever at this point yep i i feel like i don't know i feel like the jets might actually trade him now like maybe to the colts or the bears or something i don't know and can we i also want to go back to baker like we could argue that mitch trubisky was playing better football at the beginning of the season than baker has all year and that's not saying a lot. I know that's not saying much. This is not a Mitch Trubisky like hype train or anything, but that's how much Baker sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I can't argue with you. You know what I mean? Like So it's I mean, bottom line, it's time to sell, right? Like it's Yeah. If you it, can, man, what do you do? What are you gonna do, Brian, with that share that you and Russ have? Like where are you I mean, I have some Baker, don't get me wrong, like I took him early. I was the first part of the conversation when John started in 2019. People took him early. I was one of those. So I have a couple shares. I'm not like really heavily invested, but yeah. What do you do? I have no idea. <laughs> I think right really, now you have to pay, oh. you have to like move him plus a piece for mm-hmm. any, any sort of Vi- viable quarterback, yeah, somebody that you trust that's going to play for a few years. Yeah. Baker plus for Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> oh boy. That's kind of I mean, where we're at. Right? Probably, dude, you could probably dude, do Baker for isn't Teddy. that crazy? Mm-hmm. 
I bet you could pull that off in some leagues. You could go one for one. Yeah. Um, is there any scenario where you'd buy Baker Mayfield? No. I'm out. <laughs> I mean, if you sent me a crazy offer yeah. where I'm just like, why? You know, I'll give you a second. You know, it'd have to be an offer that hit my inbox because otherwise I'd feel like I'm lowballing you to death. You know what I mean? Because I don't really want Baker. But if all of a sudden one of those hit my inbox and tomorrow morning we're on Boxer and I'm like, dude, so I just somebody just sent me a second for Baker. I got to take it, right? Because I think you could probably still find a window to sell for more. But that's one of those. That's a pipe dream. Like, that's not going to happen. Zach and a tight end premium. <laughs> yeah. Boy. I mean, Ooh. I'd think about it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like, that's crazy. Like, who would have thought of that like a year ago, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But just to put this into perspective, too, how bad like he he literally has thrown for under two hundred yards in thirty five percent of his games started. Thirty five percent under two hundred yards. Wow. I like his commercials. God, they're funny. He's a funny guy. He does have and, and good look, commercials. I, yeah, and 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 look, I I just it's if he didn't, if he didn't, it, it's not even about the. St- I mean, it is in fantasy. It's about the stats. But when it comes to the Browns, it's not even if like it's not even about the yardage stats or whatever. It's that he he does things that hurt the team. He th- yeah. he turns the ball over constantly. Yeah, he's not a game manager. No. He can't manage a game. He tries to do things that are outside of his capabilities. In the National Football League, he was a hell of a quarterback at Oklahoma, did all kinds of crazy shit. Good for him. He hasn't done it in the league. Yep. And, this, and I'm out. I'm done. And, and, you know, this is kind of, you know, why I don't like to get quarterbacks on my team because I believe in their um, weapons. Like, this is one of the reasons because when it, when, when it comes to the, when the bottom line is that player, their ability is what's going to determine whether they stick in the league or not. And, and that's why I'm hesitant to like add players to my team just because they added good wide receivers to the team. You know, it'd be like, and maybe I even made that mistake going, Hey, I'm I'll add Andy Dalton because he has all these weapons, you know, like I probably had a higher expectation of Dalton because he has these wide receivers even though he did okay stat wise this week, but I really need to kind of train myself to not fall into those pits. I think we all do that to some point. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, uh, we should, we should really try and end this on a, on a happy note. So to a tongue of Viloa, my God, why do I even try and say that last name? It's not possible. So, but anyways, he's named the starter. Even though Ryan Fitzpatrick was playing excellent football in Miami and had them at three and three, very much in the mix in that division, in a kind of a down year for the division, they make the move to Tua. He hasn't taken an NFL snap, but, um, and again, I, and I might have to skip over swags on this one because, like I said, I'm trying to end this on a positive note. <laughs> I don't hate him. I'll, I'll, uh, I might put him over Burrow today. Oh wow! Huh? Oh, okay. All right. Burrow. That's... Herbert. Herbert to a Burrow. Hmm. Man, that's uh, 
somewhat positive, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> nice thing so, to say about Tua. The <laughs> swag. Sorry, I didn't mean. I was not. I was not react. I. I. If for. I mean, if people were watching us, they would see things. But like, I. I just like freaked out a little bit, and it wasn't to your Tua comment. I have no issues with that at all. Oh, Bill, I don't look at the, the screen much. It's not fair with me not being there. So, boys, we're all in Superflex <laughs> Army. I'm sorry, John. I apologize. This is me going going Go tangent. It, I I do this sometimes. So we're all in Superflex Army, right? The first one, uh-huh. right? All four of yep, us. Yep, you yep. got it. How in the hell am I five and one in that league? Huh? I don't know. You're really good, dude. Dude, my <laughs> team sucks. I mean, I'm terrible, and I'm five and one. And I have Patrick Mahomes. I guess that's why. That can be the only reason why. There's no How reason. How much do I have to that. add to Baker to get Mahomes from you? Um, thousand dollars real money. Mahomes <laughs> Baker for Mahomes. That's what he needs. <laughs> yeah, like a lot. Wow, I can't believe I'm five and one in that league. Wow. <laughs> you take Barkley and um and Baker for Mahomes? No. Huh. No. Ma- so and he likes Barkley okay. the mostest. Barkley <laughs> Did you Patrick, say that great Patrick, on, uh, Let me say let me I'll go on record today on the Superflex Super Show. Patrick Mahomes is the 101 in Superflex leagues. It's not Oh yeah, for not sure, really even for close. Sure. I I'm not I mean it's it's not even close. Like Don't there we go. Twitter, That's pretty crazy. What? Don't. It's crazy? It's crazy coming from me. Yeah. It's yeah. not crazy. It's pretty much consensus at this Correct. point, but yeah, for me it's a little nuts, but you know, sometimes you got to sometimes you've got to reevaluate and sometimes you have to admit when you you know, need to adjust things. And I'm admitting now that I need to put, I need to put Patrick Mahomes above Saquon Barkley in, in my rankings for super flexes. Dacker Barkley. Bill, I, I would say really nasty things to you right now. If I didn't want to make <laughs> John have to edit a bunch of stuff out. I mean, why, <laughs> why would you even ask that question? Why would you do that to me? All right. So and it's t- Saquon, it's Saquon. By a, by a little <laughs> bit. Um, yeah, it's exciting for two. Uh, I'm interested to see how he does. I hope his, uh, he's fully healthy, but it is weird that when they did that, right? Like, I mean, they have a chance to win the division. I mean, I understand the Bills are the favorite probably at this point, but, like, they look decent. And, I mean, but they must see stuff in, in practice that, you know, obviously we can't see. And, I mean, I get wanting – to get experience for your number one draft pick. So um, yeah. I'm excited to watch them, though. I mean, we've, been, we've all been waiting for this. We finally get to see something. Yeah. Playing like, uh, aren't they playing the um, Rams? Nope. They are. Yeah, yeah. out of the bye. What a horrible team to, like. Yeah, that's a. Hey, hey Tua, here's, meet Mr. Donald. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It is. It, it it feels like a really weird way to start him off. I mean, I guess the you got the bye week. That's kind of the that's where teams like to make that move. But still, yeah, sure. I, you you need more than one week off to prepare for the for the Rams and Aaron Donald. I think so. But 
Did you hear like the team heard about it about the same time we were through like social media and different things like that and news? Really? They didn't even announce it to the team. Wow. Man. Things are getting getting a little weird down in Miami. And and I don't know if like that's every single player on the team. Like I don't know if they pulled Fitzpatrick in and had to talk with him. I don't know if he was part of that discussion, but the team like that's that's how it was put out there. Like heard about it pretty much the same time we were man those those former patriot coaches man they they do things their own way and it almost never (laughs) works out well i don't think but I, i can't make sense of it like as far as the team making that move some people like are kind of like, well, why wouldn't you want to see Tua? And I, I do want to see Tua. Like, it's not that at all. Like, I'm actually really excited about that. Like, totally excited. When I heard the news, I hopped right on Voxer and was kind of like, hell yeah, John, because I know he's your guy. Like, this yep. is going to be fun. You know, I'm excited to watch him. I'm excited to see how he does. I'm excited to talk about it, quite frankly. I hope he does well. Like, honestly, um, I, I would be completely content if at the end of the season, I'm like, yeah, it's, Tua Herbert Burrow or you know what I mean but I'm really excited for it but I can't I don't understand the team move to be completely honest with you just with how Fitzpatrick was playing and then I mean you let Tua in for the last two minutes of the game and you're like yep you're ready (laughs) I don't (laughs) know so but I'm definitely excited to see how it all shapes out and what happens with the team and your boy Preston Williams John and Parker and everybody see what happens. Yep. Just what do you do with Fitzpatrick now? I think they keep him right. They yeah, they will for the year, I think. Mm-hmm. Man, he well, it's so it's interesting. Andy Dalton looks so bad on uh Monday night football that there's already talk about, you know, and of course, I mean this is just Twitter yeah gossip, really, but yeah, I mean, do you do you try and trade for Ryan Fitzpatrick? And, Dallas looked bad last night. Yeah. I mean, as a team, like, I mean, even even when Dalton, like, flipped it up to Zeke on that short play where Zeke fumbled it, I mean, Zeke was calling for the ball. It looked like a heads-up play by Dalton to me to get Zeke the ball right before he went down, and then Zeke fumbles it. Yeah. And, I mean, the whole team looked like crap, like, Gallup dropped know, that touchdown pass. Yeah. Dalton is not going to be Dak. I, I'm not trying to say that, but I think we're kind of being hard on Dalton for his first NFL start, primetime game. I don't know. There's a lot of players even kind of crapping on the coaching system there, and the the team itself like has some problems from defense to uh, I don't know. It just doesn't seem right. And yeah. uh, but Endek was definitely better for the team. Like uh, that's that's for sure. Like going back to Dak and why we did talk about him the way we did. Dak is the better quarterback. They're not getting that. But are you all of a sudden going to just throw any quarterback off the streets like Ryan Fitzpatrick or whoever's available for your team, and he's just all of a sudden going to be viable? Yeah, I don't know, but I, I think they keep him. Like what do you teams though? You know what I mean? Like what do you do with uh Fitzpatrick? Is he like I mean, is he somebody that you can almost I mean, you gotta hold on to him, right? 
Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, my move is to just, my move would be to holler at the Tua owner and just take a third or a fourth and just be done with it. Whatever you can get. Hmm. Yeah. Was he ever worth much more than a third anyway? Just with his age alone? And like you guys said earlier, the time's been ticking on Fitzpatrick. Seems like he should have been worth a second, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's really kind of the same saying the same thing, to be honest. It's, there wasn't a lot of value because there wasn't a whole lot of long-term upside, but I don't know. He, he could end up being another a bridge quarterback again next year somewhere. So, you know, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough, but I, I do think that at least for me, I think that's a move. Try and send him to the Tua owner, personally. He, he's so good at that job, too. And I and I don't mean that in a cynical way, but just even, like, him being, like, the cheerleader for Tua, and, like, he's, like, fun to watch. So he is such a good, like, person for that role. But I wonder if it does take its toll on you, like, always having to play that role and knowing that you're a bridge quarterback. And, I mean, he's made a living off it, don't get me wrong. He seems content I, I guess you can look at it a lot of ways but I, I wonder if he just ends up hanging them up sometime soon yeah very possible yeah we actually covered kind of a lot of ground this is definitely something i'd like to come back to um at various points in the season and uh you know try and hit on some other names um, i don't think that we're going to do it right away i think there's just way too much to talk about to devote you know, an, an episode a week to this same topic. So I think uh, we come back week 12, John, and we see how Lamar's doing with that top pack there. That's a good idea. Yeah. See if Kyler's still at the, at the top of the, the quarterback food chain yeah, and give him another six weeks, get him through some bye weeks. See how people are feeling about Dak Prescott. See how see people how... are feeling about Case Keenum and James. Oh Winston. my God. <laughs> yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. Everybody so. totally missed that except Bill. <laughs> Who was it again? Jameis Winston. Oh, oh yeah. See how, see how people it. feel about Jameis Winston. Nice. Yeah. I'm, man, I'm going to be, I, I'm, I'm rooting for him, but I can't imagine me being okay with, with him as a starting quarterback again. This I'm is just, like Hogue's. Best year ever <laughs> between Rodgers, you know, and then <laughs> Jameis on the bench. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Rodgers is killing it. Jameis is on the bench where he belongs. Yeah. All is right with the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we'll come back to this at some point. Uh, check back in. And uh, we've got plenty to talk about coming up in the next uh, couple weeks in the meantime. And, Super flexibles coming later this week. Um, I have no idea what swags has got for you other than studs and duds. And um, oh yeah, we got, it, yeah, I got a couple ideas. I'm going through. I'll, I'll holler at you. It'll be it, yeah. It'll be it'll be some more good actionable stuff. So let's uh, let's wrap this one up for the week. And as we do ask you for that quick favor to subscribe to the podcast, if you haven't already subscribe to the, to the DLF family of podcasts, mega feed, um, get access to all the great podcasts from DLF. But once you're subscribed to the super show, if you do us a favor, um, rate and review the show, it helps us to get out to more people 
and touch on more topics that are useful to you, our super friends. Get at us on Twitter, at Superflex Show. Even better, though, uh, hit us up individually. <laughs> I don't, I'll only speak for myself here, but I think I might be the only one out of this group with access to that Super Show account. And I am dreadful at checking that. So hit us yeah. up individually. Swags is at Swagzilla Zero G. Bill's at Super Dupa Flex. Brian's at Brian Har FF, and I'm at Super Flex Dude. And uh, while you're at it, you can uh, you can send us those trade polls. Uh, we can uh, retweet them for you, help you get more votes and comments. And sometimes we even bring them on the podcast and and analyze them for you. Yeah, I'm always happy to be tagged in trades or something like that. I know some people don't like it, but I'm happy to be tagged there. Sometimes I'll respond, but I'll definitely always retweet it and vote. Yeah, we should we should get a, a quick straw poll on this on on how you guys approach that. I personally, I I retweet all of them. I very rarely comment unless I feel like the vote is going absolutely horribly, and yeah. uh, and I can try and turn it around and get it going the right direction. And what actually happens is it only gets worse from there. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. Like I'll I'll definitely always retweet. I always vote. Um, and yeah, a lot of times I feel like I comment when I'm just like, what, (laughs) what's happening here? And then it's funny too. And some of those ones I'll notice, like the people that comment are always like saying the same thing as I am, but the people that in my opinion voted wrong, aren't vocal at all. And it's kind of like, listen to the people that are talking. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah. So Bill and Brian, what's, what's your program when you, uh, when you're tagged in a trade pool for me, it's just hit or miss. I mean, I try to do my best to, um, to retweet at least, or, or vote. I mean, I definitely, I usually vote in polls. Um, cause I think that's the most helpful thing because I mean, the whole reason people are putting polls out, polls out there is so that you can vote on them. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, I, so I almost always vote. I'll retweet, uh, uh, occasionally not as much as I used to just because I'm busy Um, but I do try and uh, yeah and I definitely like when people reach out to ask my opinion on stuff like I, I you're going to get a lot more out of me that from asking me directly either via DM or just tagging me than tagging me with 70 other people so um, I, I and, and that's not a I'm not trying to be a jerk about it I just I th- I pay more attention to personal conversations on there sure, than I sure. do when I'm part of 50 other people that are tagged. I figure somebody in here is going to give them the same advice I would, so <laughs> go for it. <laughs> yeah. But if you ask me directly or if you shoot me a DM, I'm absolutely more than happy to help people out that way. So Yeah, same, man. My DMs are always open, and if you all of a sudden hop into my DMs and for some reason I don't follow you, I'm probably going to follow you first and then try my best to answer your questions. So. I keep those open just for the, that reason too. So, cool. what about you, Bill? Yeah, usually I'll I'll vote. I'll I'm more likely to respond than retweet. Usually, what I do for retweeting is if it's something I just find specifically interesting, and that's when I will maybe comment on it and retweet it. Um, but I'm more likely to comment than re- retweet. But yeah, I mean, I get DMs pretty frequently and I'll always be willing to take time to respond to you. 
Nice. There you have it. Yeah. So, so tag us in those trade polls and uh, we can help out. And again, sometimes we bring them on the podcast and analyze them. I think uh, we do a lot more of that in season. Um, it's uh, w- one of the few things that uh, we can, you know, really, really kind of keep up with is in season player values. So it's a, it's always a good exercise. So, um, yeah, this episode was dedicated in loving memory to James the Brain Catullus. Thank you to DLF for the platform. Thank you to Heart and Soul Radio for the music. And above all else, thank you for listening. And until next week, stay sexy and super flexy. Yeah.